This, I think, was a great ethics seminar. A lot of wonderful things to think about. Right, what is wrong, who's to say, really, in the end. I mean, because it is unknowable. What's the big brew? <laughs> you want answers? I think I'm entitled. You can't handle the truth. Following program is closed captioned for the thinking impaired. Welcome to the beautiful campus of LCMSU, everyone. Who are you? I am the Chancellor. Yeah, baby. Master <laughs> Marcus Zill. Oh, Edwardsville, Illinois, Pastor Jared DeBlick. How are you doing today, Jared? I'm doing great. How are you? I am fantabulous, and I'm doing good, too. <laughs> but, That's uh, good. <laughs> anyways, uh, but you are the pastor, uh, associate pastor at Trinity Lutheran Church in Edwardsville, Illinois, and have been doing a wonderful job over the last few years um, doing campus outreach and working with the students at Southern Illinois University in Edwardsville. Now, where is Edwardsville? Not everybody's from the St. Louis. Where Where is that? Tell us yeah, a little bit about your a, campus context there. It's, uh, it's only uh, 30 minutes outside of St. Louis on the Illinois side, the Metro East area. And uh, my students are fantabulous, to use your word. Yes. And uh, they they are uh, all rock stars. They uh, they help me look good. So uh, anything good that comes out of uh, SIUE campus ministry is because my students are the stronghold there. Wow. So. I always tell yeah. people all you got to do is spend time with college students, and everybody's all Twitter-pated about what they see with the college context on the news. Just had this mm-hmm, big thing mm-hmm. out at UC Berkeley where this kid, this conservative student, got beat up. You saw what happened in D.C. with the Covington High School. And everybody's just like, hey, we can't even dialogue in the academic or public square anymore without people wanting to throw things at us. Um, yeah. And so in the snowflake culture, I, I always, it's just amazing to me how ironic it is that man, I don't you get juiced hanging around all these college students? I mean, they are just lit. <laughs> yeah, they're <laughs> they uh, that was an inside joke, everyone. <laughs> yeah, uh, it, it is pretty fantastic to be around them because they, they help you see things that that you know if you're if you're looking and watching the news on a, a daily basis, you you do come to those conclusions about college college students or college in general. But then you know, spend some time with with my students, and you'll 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 see another side. You'll see faithful Christians, strong confessional Lutherans who are who, who want to faithfully confess Christ, and you know they're they're able to speak to others about Jesus in in a way that is um, appealing to their culture, uh, to to the culture that they know you know better than than myself. And, um, and, uh, and they help me learn, uh, what, what they're, what the next generation is about and how we might, how we might begin to talk about who Christ is to their peers. And it's, it's an interesting collaboration 
where they they say no this is how this is how college students actually think or pastor you 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 don't you don't get it or pastor you're right on yep yep that 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 makes total sense that is how we think about these things and it's good to kind of go back and forth and and to to see see how they help me and and I'm able to uh, kind of formulate those theological doctrines into things that uh, they can then share with with their peer. Oh, absolutely. Well, what we wanted to talk to you about today, <clears throat> excuse me, to get to the topic, um, the question, and you presented on this, is in a sectional at our uh, last month's Witness Conference, which is about seven, eight weeks removed here, the question, is evangelism yeah. moral? And I remember you you threw this topic at me. I'm like, what? <laughs> what does that mean? What do you mean? Is it moral? Are you telling me that I'm bringing all these college students together to do something immoral? What do you mean? So tell us a little bit about uh, you know what. Wh- th- obviously, that's a question we always use qu- to try to draw people into the top. Tell us yeah. a little bit. What are the definitions here, and how how does what the heck does uh why would you even broach the subject of is evangelism moral i i seek to undermine you at every turn there you go <laughs> no i i kind of wanted to bring a little bit of a uh shock factor with with the question because sure. there and ho- hopefully we'll we'll you know we'll get there uh at the end of our conversation where this is all really leading but it, in a sense the question does seek to challenge this this notion of what evangelism is what what morality is in today's in today's world and you know is it has it always been the same um and yes because christ is always the same today yes yesterday today and forever but i think one of the things that we as as lutheran maybe i'm speaking as lutheran pastors or those who have studied god's word and certainly our students who are, you know, dev- uh, readers of God's Word, Bible study attenders, uh, going to worship and hearing God preaching and receiving the sacraments, they understand that evangelism is about the way we live and conduct ourselves uh, um, and uh, how, we, how we then speak how we live to, to the rest of the world. Whereas sometimes in... in Christian thought and denominationalism, we can, uh, and I mean that in the sense of, you know, those church bodies outside of uh, Lutheran uh, teaching and instruction, they'll think about evangelism in, in more of a navel-gazing way, to be, hmm. uh, try not to be rude about it, but to, it's about doing evangelism instead of living evangelistically. Hmm. And and so it's then about how do we how do we show Jesus how much we really love him instead of this is how much God has loved me therefore I will actually love my neighbor likewise. But what is what is how the word evangel? What is what is yeah. that word? What does that word refer to? Let's just look at you know because we're, we're bridging two things together that don't seem to go together. No, most people don't think they think of evangelism going door to door, knocking on doors, trying to get, yeah, or what we always hear in our congregations we need more members, we need to figure out how to get more. What What is this evangel and the evangelism? Yeah, so it, it, there's a little bit of a twofold way of looking at this. So, um, gospel and uh, evangelist 
really have the same origin in, in the Greek, euangelion, uh, which means, you know, a, a good message, or as it's typically uh, transliterated, good news. And, um, you know, that's what we wish to give to others, to as um, as the priesthood of all believers, to confess to the world the good news not of ourselves or what we're doing here, this act of evangelism, but the good news of who we're actually talking about. The subject of, of the verb is is Jesus. And I think the the best way to to uh, maybe underscore what evangelism is is to look at maybe um, another word, which is the namesake of the conference that we have, which oh. is witness. No, oh. and. And uh, what is a witness in Greek? It's, it's, it comes from the word of, of martyr. And a martyr is one who, who lives their faith in such a way that they're, able, they're willing to give even their life for the sake of confessing Christ, witnessing Christ. And that leads into, uh, I'm sure, you know, the other question, which is if, if we want to know what is evangelism, what is it to, to witness, we're then also asking the question of, well, uh, how do we do that? And when we ask how do we do something, we're asking a, a moral question or an ethical question. And, and you, you kind uh, of look at this in kind of a three-part way, kind of three yeah. stepping stones. Why don't you? Uh, why don't you walk us through that? But yeah, you're you're right. You know, when you think about it, in this era of how many isms, whenever you hear the word ism at the end of things. Other than the International <laughs> Student Ministry Group, which we love in RSO the Synod, not that ism, but the ism that's like at the end of, you know, secularism, progressivism, commercialism, capitalism, secularism. We have so many isms out there, right? I mean, here we have evangelism you, is actually a great yeah. thing. You tell the good news about Jesus to bear yeah. witness to it. Yeah, that's right. Evangelism. When understood properly, sure. you know, when, when evangelism is understood properly, when but then you know we can we can become um, uh, we can we can turn to moralism yeah. when we're trying to do evangelism, and it ruins the whole thing because you know to to be a witness to to live um, a, a life that confesses Christ is to lead a, a creedal life. Again, we're always going back to who is who is Christ, uh, who has Christ has come to redeem and and save me. And so, uh, so we live according to that that forgiveness of sins that that uh, uh, Christ has has um, bestowed upon us. And and like you said, there stepping stones, or maybe there's you know the one foundation is Christ, and uh, you know uh, mixed within that are 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 uh, as I would presented stewardship, worship, and and holiness. And to first unpack stewardship, I want to understand. I want this to be understood not in the sense of uh, one giving their their money, like being a good steward of their of their money. Uh, although you know certainly that you know that that is a, a way in which we use the term stewardship. But properly speaking, here as a first giving of of creation to man. So stewardship is the handing down of creation to man as catechesis is the handing down of faith 
from generation to generation. Sure. And God has called us to be good stewards in the world. Um, so, you know, first and foremost, tending to the garden and all creation. Um, and, and this was first given to man as his catechetical act, his echo back to God uh, of the creation that was that is himself and the world. We were called to be good stewards, to, to act uh, accordingly to uh, our, our being created beings. Uh, equipped to to echo the creation as a worker and keeper, um, and of course, there's the fall that that ruins uh, this this stewardship that we were to have with God. Uh, we were created as man as a very good creation to reflect the love of the perfect God, the only true God. But by the fall, we have given forth a false witness, a false reflection. Of, of who we are um, and who Christ is, who God is, and um, so we've already got a strike we, against us because we're yeah we're sinful human beings who aren't reflecting God's goodness and His goodness. It's our news. anti-confession, right? There's an anti-confession going on here, an anti-creed, uh, and so this messes, this flubs everything up, so that we're not actually able to do evangelism as it's sometimes mistakenly thought that we can. Oh, I can be this perfect witness uh, to, to, to Christ, and I can lead people to Jesus. I can help people make a decision for Christ. All this do, uh, uh, doing comes from how I perform and function in the world instead of being returned to who God has first created us to be. And that's what happens uh, as Lutherans, when we talk about being baptized children of God, that we become then a new creation. We become ones who are faithful uh, in our witness to the death and resurrection of Jesus. We point not to ourselves, but to the one who has brought us to the waters of baptism, that then we may reflect Christ more properly, uh, that we may confess Christ um, and and give forth a, a true creedal confession, and that's really where that tie is between uh, the creed and 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 baptismal living. Uh, this um, this return to stewardship that is it's like we're being brought back to the garden uh, by the hand of Christ to give forth a confession to the world of who we who we were meant to be. And uh, this is, a, I think, an important distinction uh, that uh, stewardship as, as that which God has created us to be. We were not that. God has called us back through baptism to be a faithful witness. Now, how, do, how does that, what does that look like then in the world? And that leads to the second step. Okay. Or the second pillar. Yeah, that's the first time I think I've ever really heard. Um, usually, as soon as we hear. Kind of like with the word evangelism. As soon as we hear the word stewardship, yeah. we think money, 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 right? Right. Yeah. But uh, or when we think of evangelism, we think the evangelist, right. and so we maybe concern ourselves too much with the with the the messenger uh, of the good news. Um, you know, you could say you know the prophets themselves, or you could say you know someone like uh, Billy Graham himself, or you know, but. But a, a good evangelist will not point to himself, but first and foremost, 
to the truth of who Christ is and what what he has come to do for us. Okay. So stewardship is witness. What's the second one? Worship. So uh, worship as the, the foundation of worship is, is not us, but God himself. So uh, at creation, man uh, didn't need to first believe in God. Our default was to, to worship the creator. Um, but at the fall, man still defaults to worship, but it is a worship of the self, belief, doctrine, provides instruction as to identifying orthodox worship. And so what I mean by all this is to say that worship is not first and foremost what I do, but what how Christ comes to me. And this is a, you know, this is a huge Lutheran distinction. Sure. Uh, you know, that um, God comes to us. This is why we call it the divine service, God's service to us. And uh, as I usually instruct this, it's not that we need to you know, visualize, you know, us patting ourselves in the back and saying, oh, God comes to us because we're so good. No, he comes to us because we have a great need, and not only ourselves, but the rest of the world. And if that's the case, which it is, then the rest of the world needs to understand how is it that uh, God comes to us? Well, he comes to us in word and sacrament. And um, if, if God is the center of this, then it must be, it must be Jesus who is our ethic. We can't be the center of this. God is the center of our ethic, of our, of our anything that we would deem moral or ethic, uh, or an ethic. It, it comes from outside of us and is centered squarely in Christ. We are equipped to witness the good news as Jesus has been faithful to us. And how has Jesus been faithful to us? He's given us forgiveness, life, and salvation. He's preached to us using under-shepherds, pastors, and he gives us his holy sacraments, baptism again, and the Lord's Supper, such that the sacramental life of the Church is that which preaches well to the culture around us. And that's what we need, and that's what the, the world needs. Sometimes our, our vision of evangelism is um, how can we turn the worship service into something that does something or or uh, brings a, a seeker to the church uh, so that they might find some emotional connection to Christ, when in reality, worship is to take us out of the world, to draw us into Christ, and to receive those things which don't pair up with the world, but are counter-cultural. Um, and that's and why the to, best witness yeah. that, that the liturgy gives is by being it, being what it is. Um, That's right. cult yeah. Cultural stuff ebbs and flows. Sometimes you have great periods of classical music. Sometimes you have the period of stuff that we've been going through. I mean, I mean, it, it goes in all sorts of different directions. But here, uh, when the focus is Christ, our witness is going to be the same no matter what. And you know, most people don't usually think about worship as witness, though. We don't think, "Hey, I'm getting, yeah. up, to, getting up on Sunday morning." Uh, to go and bear witness to Christ. <laughs> right. Well, the Holy Spirit calls us by the gospel, and uh, the, the place of worship, the house of God, is, is where we, are, we actually receive what the Holy Spirit calls us to, uh, to, um, to receive, uh, the preaching of the Word and, and the sacraments. And it's, it's not only for us who are Christian, but it, and this is true also for the visitor. 
and I, I think this is just to reiterate, you know, what's already been said, but, you know, the best application of worship as witness is that it gives a visitor an opportunity to see themselves outside of the world and into the reality of Christ's church. Amen. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is, they don't need to see more of the world when they come to, to church. And that, I think, is one of the, the biggest missteps that uh, Christians can make. How can we transform worship to be something that's um, complementary to the culture or something that they're used to seeing? No, let's let's. There, there's some uh, shock value into coming into worship and going. Oh man, this is this is different. This is other. But you know what? This world. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, this is otherworldly here. It's it's ama- right. It's amazing, Jared. How and, and everyone listening. How how incredible our witness is, and how how things go so much better when we just dare to be who we already are and who we've been remade in Christ to be, which gets us to the third topic. I want to make sure we get there. We got about four minutes left here altogether. So the last one, (laughs) third one, holiness is witness. Holiness. Um, Holiness is essentially the summation of these stewardship and and worship. In some ways it is, uh, it is a returning back to those things again, to be reminded of, who we were created to be, how does God actually come to us and worship? Holiness is, is, the uh, is the living as you were designed, uh, to, to be as, as God is holy, we are called to be holy. That means we live lives of repentance and faith, uh, hearing God's word, partaking in the, the living new covenant of Christ's blood in the Lord's supper, uh, being baptized children of God to the godless, uh, being washed ones to an unwashed world, showing uh, others that uh, it isn't by the, the strength or might of our, our own uh, will or, or flesh that that we uh, live ethically or morally, but it is by the strength and might of our, of our Lord who uh, calls us out of this world and into, uh, into his Son who died and rose for us. Living holiness, to be a Christian, is to belong to Christ. To belong to Christ is to be holy. To be holy is to love God. To love God is to love our neighbor. Um, we can't do this from within uh, by any exertion, by any sort of moralism, which, uh, again, I think this could be the, one of the big missteps here that uh, in pan-Christianity, if I can use that type of terminology, sure. you know, m- moralism it, it is how do, how do we do things so that the world will be a part of this you know, Christian, Christian thing, you know, it's nothing that we can do from within ourselves. There's no exertion within us. Um, since the fall, our, our formation into holy living is, is forged in the forgiveness that is delivered in worship. And that, that's how these things tie together. Our entrance into the holy things begins as, as, as God makes us his holy people through, through baptism. And as his holy people, and as we go back out into the world, of course, not that we're seeking to be moralistic about it, but people do see that there's something different about us and about the way we live and about the way we approach our own sinfulness and our own, you know, we do bear fruit. And that's the the distinction, and that leads to the distinction between the theology of glory versus the theology of the cross, which is why I asked the question in the first place, is evangelism moral? You know, maybe we can end with with that. Let me fleshing that out a little bit, if you don't sure, mind. Absolutely. Uh, the theology of glory 
is, you know, self-seeking, uh, brownie points with God, whether we know we're doing it or not. Um, and the theology of, of cross is that we see Jesus as the way in which we live and have our being in this world. Evangelism is is only as moral as, as the Christ of the evangelist theology. We, we give the unbeliever more than our evidence for faith and more than our our moral values as as good and as necessary as those things are but these things are only they only have true glory when Christ is witnessed as the faithful steward who died on the cross for us witnessed as the center of worship not our feelings or experience mm-hmm. and witnessed as the the true holy one who takes our unholy sins away and makes us holy declares us righteous that is the heart of the theology of the cross God declares us righteous. He is the one who has who has uh, saved us and uh, and set us free. Not something that we do or we do for others, but it's everything that Christ has has done for us. When Christ is the center of our witness, then and only then is evangelism moral. Well, so to answer it as a true false question, the answer is evangelism moral is absolutely. Yeah. Well, thank you, Pastor DeBlick, and uh, thank you for all that you do there, uh, Jared, with all of your students there at the SIUE. Look forward to seeing and talking to you again soon. Take care, my friend. Thank you so much. Well, that's all we have time for here today in the Student Union. Check out the archives of this program at kfuo.org. Learn more about LCMSU at lcmsu.org. And remember, college is tough. You need Jesus, we'll help.